All right, we're going to talk Tony Granado here. He's been fired. But first, line two, good morning. Hey, has a great lead-in for me. Corey, the guy who's been on the, well, you and the masses, you're one of the leads with the pitchforks and the torches in front of the group. Fire Granado. I wouldn't necessarily say I was in the lead. I'd say I was just kind of like, I don't like being parts of mobs too much, but I was kind of more <laughs> observing from the side, like, yeah, I think they got okay. the right idea here. Let me rephrase so. that. You were living vicariously through the people in front with the torches <laughs> yeah, and the pitchforks. that's fair enough. Yeah. That's a fair enough description. Yeah. I like all this Florida talk though this morning. I think Central Florida... It's kind of like God's waiting room, from what I've been told, and that's why the traffic gets so bad, because it's kind of a lot of cool air driving. Dude, even it's, my, it's nuts. Even my wife's 93-year-old grandma, who never drives, like, I can't believe the traffic is down here. She's like, there's so much building going on. I'm like, well, there's a reason why everybody wants to go there, and we all know the reason why. So, because it's warm, right? I've so, never been in such absurd traffic for so long, for literally just Disney. It was like Disney-related. I wanted to well, find Mickey Mouse and yank his ears right off. And that's why uh-huh. that's a big, it's a big part of it. And yeah, it's pretty crazy. The TSA is down where they are, like quite the dude. It's like an episode of Scared Straight. Yeah, <laughs> it was wild. I'm not, it is wild. <laughs> I just laughed. Like, what are you going to do? Like, anal probe me? Whatever. So good morning, RJ and Rowdy. How are you guys doing this morning on a nice, fine, sunny day? <laughs> I can't it's really complain. Like it's going to be like it's fifty today. Like, yeah, it's almost like Florida up here right now. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah. You just got to so without the traffic. Without the traffic. <laughs> Exactly. <clears throat> so, yeah. Corey. Wow. Fired. What? what do we think? Who, who's going to replace him, RJ? Who's the uh, next big thing? Who's the little pickle of the hockey world? It, it's honestly, there's a lot of teams that are now uh, in the now CCHA, which is really the old WCHA minus Denver, Colorado College, and some of the teams, the bigger teams that left for the National Hockey Conference. But right. I was going over it yesterday, and um, I was just looking over the top 20 of college hockey, and it's all the bottom feeders from the old WCHA, and uh, they're now in the CCHA, and I got to go look at the rankings. But, I mean, I mean, Quinnipiac is number two in the country right now. Like That's pretty wild. Quinnipiac used to be the school on the East Coast that – the people on. who didn't go to BC, BU, Harvard, uh, and Princeton, and like all the big schools didn't go to uh, or went to, and they used to just get beat on week in, week out. So, like, yeah. that's a place that's doing Bemidji State, Mankato, uh, St. Cloud State. They're in the National Hockey Conference now, though. But, like, all these teams that I can remember growing up and Wisconsin, you didn't even think about it. It's when, when Denver, CC, uh, Minnesota came to town. Heck, Michigan Tech is ranked, and they were horrible. Yeah. Alaska yep. Fairbanks is in the top twenty. Like that's wild. It's it's crazy to think about a program that was almost nuked like a couple seasons ago is now in the top twenty. Um, it's 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 this small kind of program like attitude because even like Minnesota's now back at the top because they hired. Uh, was it Duluth's old coach or St. Cloud's old okay. coach? And That's what I was going to ask. It, it's one of those, you definitely need a guy who, and rumors and what have you of Granado really placating to the NHL guys, not holding them uh, to the uh, same team standards as other guys yeah. who were disciplined. Um, you need it back to where it's a team of guys who are wanting to play for 
that diagonal name on the front, not the radial arch name on the back. Hey, look at that. Nice one, RJ. By the way, Barry Richter That's is going to be in correct. on Thursday. Richter is okay, coming in yeah, Thursday. We're, we, we, uh, I hit him up yesterday immediately when I saw Granado was fired. And he, is, he had a couple player engagements for work meetings and yada, yada. So Thursday at 7 o'clock, we're going to talk to Bear about it. Too. But like some of, some of the team names that are now in the top 20 of... It's crazy, And, and you look it? at it historically. I mean, uh, Quinnipiac's number two. Western Michigan's number seven. St. Cloud State, eight. Uh, uh, Cornell's up there. Minnesota State, Mankato is 13th. Arizona State, are they up there at all? No, they're not. Uh, Merrimack's 14th. Alaska Fairbanks, 16th. UConn, who... They got a pretty new program. They're 19th. Well, look how quick... Even RTI is... well. Penn State had the Pagulas throw money at everything. Look so, how like, quick Penn State rose up the ranks. Guy, Guy Gadowski is a pretty darn what good What was it, like coach. six years ago, seven years ago, Penn State was just a club team, and they're like, can you please yeah. let us have a hockey team? And all of a sudden, they're like, good. Yeah. So uh, They've been a thorn on our side for yeah. almost that whole time. They were literally like yeah. nothing. They, they, they were like a nothing and then came in out of nowhere. So it's, it's one of the – I think you kind of target one of these CCAHA coaches. Um and, and hire, hire Mark Strobel. Building stuff. Get Strobes back. We want Strobes yeah, as coach. Yeah. Heck, Strobes is We talked about it all the time. I went through a brick wall for that guy. I, I want, like, what McIntosh has done here is kind of shake up the edifice of that athletic department, and I'll say my piece. Yeah. And I think he needs to do the same thing from the hockey side. You hire someone that's not just in the good old boys club. Uh, I kind of got tired, to be honest, of the Alvarez deal. He only hires people that or hired people that were Wisconsin types. He didn't care about hockey. We're just going to throw our cards on the table here. Yeah. He didn't know anything about hockey. He didn't care about it. That's obvious. He just and, knew it was a moneymaker for him. Okay, but yeah, go back. Like, okay, the money comes in yeah. magically, we're and good. I don't have to do anything about it. That's good enough for me. Yeah. Well, not really. That really wasn't the way <laughs> well, to do it. Boys, go That's back. Remember when Tony Granato was hired? Everyone, we were stoked. Yeah. It's like, this yeah. is huge. He'll be even better than Mike Eves. This is going to be wild. It's going to be crazy. The real hire was his brother, Don. And it finally took forever to, to, yeah, Don Granato was the guy. Like how, how people feel about Luke himself. Fickle right now, I think they felt about Tony Granato, but even more so because he was a Wisconsin guy. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of what well, that and all I the was trying to say here. Yeah, you're like, you're like, this is the golden age going to be upon us, like title after title. You know, as Wisconsin fans, like in general, the sports kind of drank the Kool-Aid for far too long of like the only people that can coach here or do anything had to have been like what they do over in Michigan is it's got to be a Michigan man. Well, it's got to be a Wisconsin man. Right. Well, just because somebody comes from outside the program doesn't mean you have to give them a side eye. Like there's some sort of like interloper into the world. They might know a different way of approaching, like a way to run a program than the guys that have been there for before. And that's a good thing. Yeah. And I, I sure hope. And I think McIntosh is looking at it the same way. I want him to take a look at, some of those programs, like you said, and I think you're on the right track there, RJ, like some of the, like in Northern Michigan, like the Lake Superior State, even though I know they have a history, <laughs> yeah. UW, you know, like something along those lines where you've got like a younger coach that is doing good things with yeah. these other programs that are in. Currently, Michigan Tech is 10th in the country. Like, right. that was a historically bad program. I don't know who their head coach is exactly. right now. Um, heck, even Northern Michigan is receiving votes right now. UMass Lowell, like I mean, 
it's, there's it's a reason crazy. why Michigan Tech that they serve like liquor at the at the hockey rink was because there really wasn't much else to do. <laughs> that was the way to, to draw guys in. Yeah, I remember that's a post that always talks about on the radio broadcast. Like they serve the hard stuff up there too. They get pretty rowdy. I'm like, well, yeah, I would too if you're living in Lake Superior. You get. 500 inches of the snow a year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm excited to see what they can do. I, you know, I yep, think same. it was a, the right time to pull the plug and um, excitement building. I think we're going to see yep, what they can do. Building. So two-thirds of your major programs have had changeover. That's pretty wild. That's and now the mob, there. Corey, the, and we're going to talk about this coming up, the mob's thirst for blood. Oh, are they like a vampire that hasn't bitten someone's neck in about a, a couple days? Because now they want Gardo. They want like Twilight here. They want him. Yeah. Like, the movie sucks. Like, talking about like, you know, like Dracula, dude. We're talking like the real thing. Dracula. Real thing. Okay. The mob Not demands done. more blood. They, and they're, 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 their quench is on. Their thirst is unquenchable for blood. They want guards well, now. As Rowdy would say from his favorite movie, what would that line be, Rowdy? I. I don't know. Which Expendables? One, two, three, four, five? Four hasn't come out yet. Oh. <laughs> the mob is fickle, brother. Oh, oh Gladiator. Gladiator. Hey, I watched Gladiator again the other day. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, Rowdy, I was, like, I was thinking like maybe Godfather? Is it? Uh, no. What's uh, the gangs? The Departed. I think Eastern that's Rowdy's promises. favorite movie. Rowdy, what is your favorite movie? Oh. The Departed? I'd have to think about it. But I guess I'd try to say one of Rowdy's favorite movies. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I would say it's one of my favorite movies. It's just one of the movies I watch quite a bit because it's always on TV. <laughs> like, yeah, but you always movie. watch it, so it's got to be a favorite yeah, movie. It's decent. Great movie. It's, solid. it's decent. Great movie. The mob is fickle, brother. The mob is fickle, as they'd say. So, Core. Well, welcome back from Florida. I'll be going there in a couple weeks myself, and I was ice fishing this weekend, call out a fish, so oh, nice. good stuff all around. Yeah. Corey, you the man. Nice hearing from you. Nice hearing from you, brother. Yep. Have a good day. See you, buddy. See you later. Yeah, and, like, it's not surprising to me, and really the only reason I said he might get to keep his job is because he's bringing in 11 recruits this year. Well, and they just gave him an extension, but that's they always do that anyway. Like, that's formality. Yeah, you usually in college athletics. That's formality uh, is what they Yeah, you don't, even if a guy's on the chopping block, you don't let him coach a final season without something at yeah. least down the line. Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show. Good morning, Grant. Good morning. I uh, I climbed to the tower. It all looks good, but I, I did have to. Yeah, I did have to do with a family of possums. No, I hopefully brought the live the live trap and not the uh, you know the the bat with a nail on it. Hopefully it was the live trap oh, and you got oh, out of there. Of course, we're uh, we're an animal friendly company that way. I, I would never. Yeah, Very good. Yeah. We just rehomed it uh, to Eric and I nineties garage. So. Yeah, we moved it up to, to his neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Grant, want to say when uh, you came down? What day? What day was that? Tuesday? Wednesday? Tuesday? Tuesday? Tuesday I believe. Yeah, Grant yeah. came. Grant came down to the, my beautiful abode. We uh, enjoyed a, a spotted cow together, and then we went off to see <sighs> Bob Weir. It was awesome. Oh what a yeah, show, Grant Bills. The one of the last remaining members of uh, the Grateful Dead. It was awesome, dude. It was a treat. I do enjoy staying at your uh, your lovely abode uh, with your lovely cat. And uh, yeah, you and ever, Jen was working. You didn't, you didn't see Jen. You, you saw Gizmo yeah. and Buddha, though. How was? Uh, did they wake you up in the morning? Was it okay? Like they were they were waiting for me outside the door. I get such a kick out of Gizmo. That cat's hilarious. Yeah, he looks like a 
You look like an old, like, ancient, like, Chinese paintings, like, of the dragons. Yeah. It reminds me of that kind of. It's, like, very, it's very stoic looking in a weird way. Uh, it's a great, really funny cat. Great time yeah. at the concerts with you. I'm glad we could experience the Sylvie together in the suite, have a good time, and jam out. You know, it was a school night for both of us. My alarm clock comes a lot earlier than yours does. But, my God, it was worth it to see Bob Weir jam till like, 11, 11.30 at night, you know? Yeah, that was cool. I said on my show the next day, maybe the, the mid-set break could have been a little bit... It was like an hour I long. The, yeah, it was an hour long. And I talked to Vagabond John last night, who's a, a, one of our Badger correspondents on my show, but also chimes in on the live music scene because he plays in a band oh, named yeah. uh, Rob, Rob Supper, Supper Club. Club. Yeah. And he said, if the band really has it going on, you don't take a break. And I'm like, well... If you're 75, it, it might be uh, might be required. You might need a little break. But an hour long, a little much. Uh, tighten that up. And the most of the crowd there was pretty old. I think that yeah. that hour did kill a lot of people's uh, many different kinds of substance buzzes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can't have that. No. Yeah, especially on a Tuesday night, Evo. You just can't have that. You, you so really that, can't. That was my one qualm with the show. I'm, like, I'm looking at Bob thing. Weir. I'm like, I, I Googled him, his age. I'm like, you're 75 old? Old man, get to bed because I want to get to bed. It's getting a little late. Yeah, yeah. Grant, yeah. well, let's, let's speed it up. Grant, I saw the uh, you know the Greg Guard gauge in full effect. Um, is there a new segment going to debut here about one Aaron Charles Rogers on the Wisco Sports Show? I don't want to steal any thunder, but is, can you can you tease it a little bit, maybe? Well, we're just you know keeping up with all the comings and goings as uh, as 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 you know Wisconsin Sports Radio does. It's like oh Trey Wingo says this. And yesterday, Mike Silver said this, and it's just one tiny little report after another. So we're reacting to it and eating it up, uh, like the like the idiot I am. I'll just eat up all the little news things. I'll talk about them all. Um, sure, sure. I feel like maybe we're we're approaching a conclusion in this. Like Trey Wingo's report about how the Jets and the Rodgers have talked. Like that seems to be a big step in whether Rodgers comes back to the Packers or whether he goes somewhere else or whether he retires. It feels like we're getting closer. Maybe today, tomorrow. I don't know, Ebo, but I'm. I'm ready to talk about whatever's next. I, I I'm a little tapped out on the the Willy Wony on the you know what should the Packers do? I was arguing with Brett Lacrosse yesterday about oh he Mike called Silver in. Road. I'm, yeah, he did, and he basically just said fake news. It's, it's all fake news. He's coming back. I was oh. like, all right, I you know, I'm not, I'm not going to argue. I'm just I'm I'm ready to talk about whatever is next. Oh yeah, yeah. I think we're all ready to know what's next. It's getting a little yeah drawn out. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Up until up until this point, Evo, I've been enjoying the drama. Like it's it's funny. Like it's pretty entertaining. But it's even for me, it's getting well. It's like the Bob Weir intermission. You know, it's just too long. It's just too long. It's like all right, let's yeah. get to the second act. Well, clearly, it's old great. timers need a little extra time. Yes, like Bob Weir or Aaron Rodgers, you know? Uh, probably have taken the same amount of psychedelics. All right, so Grant. <laughs> think anyone's called Aaron Rodgers' grandpa yet? Because uh, oh, he called he called Brett Favre grandpa right Way away. back in the day. Yeah. All the time. Seems like a risky proposition. Seems like maybe he wouldn't appreciate being called grandpa. And all of a sudden you're not getting the ball thrown to you. Maybe that's what happened to some of the receivers. I don't know. Grant. would <laughs> be really funny. Grant, how about this? Yeah. Uh, I need the official... Grant Bills, you know, the NBA lounge, Mr. NBA. I need the official take. The oh. NBA has rescinded Giannis Adendokounmpo's 10th rebound from the other night in their win, uh, therefore stripping him of a triple-double. Now, Giannis, if people missed it, a clock was expiring. Uh, what is it, against the Wizards? He went up there and he, he shot it, hit the rim, and then he purposely missed it, so it hit the bottom of the rim and then collected a rebound. He got a triple-double. He had a fun little, you know, jovial laugh at the bench. Triple-double. 
people like losing their minds about it. I have no idea why, about how terrible of a thing it is. It's absurd to me. But now the NBA has yeah. rescinded the rebound, therefore taking away his triple-double. What's the uh, Wisco Sports Show take? I just don't really care. Like, everyone <laughs> has been accusing Jokic of stat padding. And I, like, get your get your numbers. Get your stats. It's up to us to look at your stats and to watch the games and kind of understand what's going on. Right? So players should always get their stats. Even Giannis. Like, I thought it was kind of funny, personally. That's great. I, mean, I think it's kind of funny that the NBA took it away. Like, I'm, I'm not really bent out of shape over it. Because, I, I don't know, a triple-double only means so much these days. Because there's just... There's so many players that get them, and it's so common. It's not like even a couple of years ago when Russell Westbrook did it. So I don't really care. I don't really care when Jokic does it either. The um, funniest thing, Grant, is the people that are mad at Giannis for getting his own rebound like, or trying to pad his stats, like writing huge articles about how terrible of a thing it was. Yeah. Grant, uh, you're yeah, a big NBA fine. guy. Correct. Do you remember anyone else doing this where it's like, hey, I'm a rebound short or something, I, and they, like, force manufacture it? I've, I've it's, it's happened. It's happened. I know it has. Not like that. Obviously, it was. It, it was so obvious by Giannis. It was funny. Like we saw with Russell Westbrook in his MVP year, where like they would kind of just let him get the rebound on missed free throws and and stuff like that, like intentional rebounding. But nothing as obvious as just throwing it off the bottom of the backboard, like nothing like that. Okay, no. if you're up to if you're up to shoot a free throw and like like Luka Doncic uh, earlier this season, he purposely missed a free throw to try to get his own rebound and put it back in for the win, and he did right. Why yep. why do they then count the free throw if it's a if it's I, purposely missed? I guess the point was like you need to be putting a, a good and honest shot attempt up, like actually trying to score points. And I guess Giannis wasn't doing that. That seems very hard to judge. Like it just seems they, like they looked at it and went, no, nah, no, which is, which is fine. Like it goes back funny, to Giannis, but... Giannis, who is a clear cut superstar, not getting the superstar calls. If LeBron James uh, would have done it, they would have groveled at his feet. Oh, they probably would have stopped the game with 30 seconds left and congratulated him yeah. for it. <laughs> have a ceremony, bring his family down on the floor. Totally. Just totally. amazing what he's doing in year 20. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Is it, uh, That's funny. So how are we feeling about the uh, – the deer? Now, I don't know if you knew this or not, Grant. A uh, listener had called me uh, when the Bucks oh. were on their, was it, 16-game winning streak? And mm-hmm. he said that they would not lose again because teams would be tanking, and if teams were trying, it would be uh, – the Bucks are just better. He, what did he bet me? You, you, uh, Grant, you actually wouldn't know who this listener is. Uh, you don't take calls. Yeah, you don't take calls. Ooh, you do not. Uh, according to Terry, the king of the north. So I don't think you know who he is because you don't take his phone calls. <laughs> oh, was it was it Terry? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Terry bet me that uh, he said uh, he was so confident in it. Um, how did it all go again? That I had Basically, to- he was explaining kind of like tanking in the NBA and how, you know, looking at the schedule, yeah, they might only have 20 games left, but only about eight of them are actually going to try and beat the Bucks, and that they'll probably go undefeated the rest of the season. He was very confident and said that, yeah, they would win, win out, win out, which would essentially have been a 36 game win streak. That's what it was. And uh, I said, Terry, I'll take you up on that bet. Uh, I was so confident. I accepted his terms. And if he were to have won that bet, I would have to rent a limousine, go all the way down to Wrigley Field in Chicago, buy his tickets uh, behind home plate to watch the Chicago Cubs, the game of his choosing, and buy uh, also him a steak dinner along the way. I said, Tara, I'll take that bet. And then the what very you, what next. What did you get out It was going to be a bottle of alcohol yeah, for bottle, you both. a bottle of alcohol. Then um, the very next game the Bucks played, they lost. <laughs> 
Well, yeah. What a like respectfully, Harry. What a horrible take. No wonder I don't take your calls. Like also, I would take call any time. I'll I'll take your call. I don't know. Like, yeah, there are tanking teams, but they got the just off the top of my head. They got the Sixers once more. They got the Suns once more. The Celtics once more. Yeah. Like they have. They got to go out west to play the Kings on a back to back the night after the Suns. So I don't like. Harry, I, I guess, like Cook, like an interesting take, a creative take, but probably very wrong. Ending the season as a contender on a 36-game winning streak isn't exactly uh, likely, my friend. Yeah, and Grant, before I uh, unfortunately let you go, uh, no intermission. Mm-hmm. Take my little own intermission coming up here. What do you think about the Wisconsin Badgers, like as a whole tournament? Like, you going to be watching this Big Ten tournament? Two games they're in, three hey. games they're in. I think two games they're in, and I think it's really doable. They got Ohio State, and then they got to beat Iowa, right? Those are two teams they can beat. They don't have some massive center that's too much for Crowell and Tyler Wall. They're perimeter-oriented teams. I actually love this. I think this works out really well for the Badgers. Get a little positive momentum against Minnesota, beat up on that carcass of a, a team, that excuse of a Big Ten team, and then you carry that in, and you beat two teams in Ohio State and Iowa that you can absolutely beat. And... Brand McCaffrey might just end up giving the game away like he did in, in the yes, first matchup yes, this year. Yes, so I yes. like those odds as well. Yes, Grant. Yes. Grant, uh, bring it full circle. Had a blast with you last Tuesday at the Sylvie. Let's do uh, some concerts again. Hopefully more so on a Friday or a Saturday night as opposed to a Tuesday, though, okay? <laughs> yeah, let's look at weekend concerts. Hey, I love talking to you guys as always. I'm glad I got the possum problem taken care of. Yeah, same. You are uh, Loud and clear in the fine city of Lacrosse. I will talk to you soon. Have a great one, guys. Grant, love you. Can't wait to hear the, is it called the Rogers Report tonight? Something like that. We're workshopping. We, we got the production team on it. Love it. Love it, Grant. Have a good uh, day, brother. Much love. Smooches, fellas. Talk to you soon. Bye. There he is. Our guy, Grant Bills, Wisco Sports Show. Yep. Terry did message me last night on Facebook. He says, I'm going to call in and piss a lot of people off today. Aaron Rodgers has talked with the New York Jets. Late last night. Oh, yeah? Derek Carr, I don't know if you guys... that? Uh, Let's see here. Uh, That would be Pro Football Network broke the news of Trey Wingo. uh, Trey Wingo's like, yeah, Rodgers and the Jets, they they spoke. Is he still at ESPN or is he, like, doing something else now? What? Uh, Where is he? Isn't he on radio? Whatever. Trey Wingo of Pro Football Network, whatever that is. I've never heard of Pro Football Network. But Trey Wingo says, yes... Rodgers spoke with the Jets. Jets who were uh, telling Derek Carr that he'd be a, a Super Bowl champion and a Hall of Famer if he played with them. What Derek Carr is with the New Orleans Saints now inking up a deal. they're telling Rodgers? Uh, hey, dude. <laughs> oh, no. You're, you're probably going to be a Hall of Famer. I saw, no, no, no. Former co-host on ESPN. Yeah. I had, uh, I, New York is really courting Rodgers hard now than the media. Uh, let's see here. He is currently the chief NFL analyst at Pro Football Network. Like, I've never heard of I, Pro Football Network. Yeah. I saw this. It was, uh, uh, let's see here. New York Post. Now, you know, New York Post, think of it what you will. Uh, you know, big publication, though. Aaron, here's the paragraph, or the, sorry, the uh, headline of the article. Aaron Rodgers can author one of NFL's best legacy-altering stories with the Jets. Like, the, the New York press is now full-court press on Aaron Rodgers. What does he have to, like, what's his legacy? Like, altering, the course of alter the, his legacy? Like, he could be the guy that comes and saves the New York Jets from the laughingstock they've been since Broadway Joe. So, for one season? Right. 
the word Jets isn't cited as uh, something to do with the word iconic in any thesaurus, though it probably should be. And that's why Jets general manager Joe Douglas decided to wait on Rodgers rather than fight the Saints to the death for the services get, of Carr. Get Bernie on the phone. Let's see what he feels No, I, already, I texted Bernie a couple weeks ago, like, hey, do you want Rodgers as your quarterback? Because he's a big Jets fan, lives in New York. He said, absolutely not. I don't think any Jets fans do. The, the media, well, Derek Carr now inking up the Saints. I feel like they're like, what do you want? Well, Zach dude, Wilson or Aaron Rodgers? Ben and I question, were looking bro. at the free agent market, and it's pretty bare. Like, you have... Lamar Jackson, who maybe potentially would be a free agent, but he's got to get through a lot of hoops. Same thing, with, tag him, won't they? same thing with Daniel Jones. And who then wants absurd money. And then outside of that, it's like, okay, well, the unrestricted free agents, it's Derek Carr, who signed while we were on air. Yep. And we broke that news and talked about how this could really affect the Jets and Rodgers. And then it's like Carson Wentz and Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold and like those type of quarterbacks. Yikes. So clearly it's now Jimmy G is the best quarterback available. He wins. And yeah, it makes a lot of sense where the Jets are kind of like, well, it's kind of Rodgers or nothing here. It's Rodgers or Jimmy G basically. Because are you really, do you really think that Mike White and no. The, the the gaggle <laughs> nah. of quarterbacks no. that they had last year are that much worse or that much better than say like the Wentz's or Mayfield's or any other all those quarterbacks Darnold's. you just listed will be the exact same laughing stock. That's what They'll I'm keep saying. The Jets, the laughing stock they've always been, and the other guys would probably be cheaper. Yeah. So it's basically Jimmy G or Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Which one would you like? Or Thomas Patrick Brady. Who, by Thomas the way, Edward Patrick Brady? As of yesterday, yeah, reports two less. Reports I didn't are know saying who you were talking about there for a minute. Reports are saying that Tom Brady <laughs> might not actually be done with who, football. Who would have figured? Hmm. Who would have figured? Uh, I don't know. Just uh, no one believes Tom Brady's retired until I don't see him out there. My entire life, from like hmm. kindergarten till now, he was a starting quarterback yeah. or in the NFL. But the most shocking thing out of all this news, well, he doesn't have a family to worry about anymore. I Googled Trey Wingo to see what the heck he was up to. And obviously all the SB nation reports and, you know, everything uh, were the top stories. But if you look to the right, his real name is Hal Chapman Wingo. The third. What? Where'd Trey come from? I don't know. Three Trey. Wow. I've been lied to my whole life. That's like basketball players. They're usually so, the third if they're called yeah. Trey. Right. Anybody, anybody, like athletes that are called Trey, it's usually because they're the third. Grant Bills is coming up momentarily. I I'm going to ask him Trey. if his real name is Grant Bills. You, st- you stick that feather in your hat when we come What's up with... What's his full name uh, again? It's Tom... Is it Edward Patrick or Patrick Edward I think Brady. he's talking about Trey Wingo. I know, and then name. Trey Wingo <laughs> is Hal... Chapman Wingo the third. Well, and Hal it's, Chapman. it's Thomas Patrick Brady. His no, no, he's got he's two, got, he's got two in there. It's it's Edgeward and Patrick. I just don't remember which one is my which. whole life a lie. Uh, line one. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning, Edward. Eric and Andy, how you doing? Oh, Eric, what's up, dude? You got some uh, technical trouble there on five eighty. Oh uh, well, Grant Bill's coming up. I'll let him know because I don't have any control over that. I think you got like a possum or something up on that tower. Oh, um, Grant's listening, so he'll get on it. Yeah, Grant needs to get on the roof and go shoot that possum away. That's all I got. Oh, Derek Derek Carr sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And uh, go to the rest of the free agent quarterbacks. That's why Minnesota's going to stick 
with one Kirk Cousins. Aaron Charles Rodgers was given permission by the Green Bay Packers to talk to the New York Jets last night. And now the uh, New York media is also on a little blitz of trying to woo Rodgers after they relentlessly dragged his name through the mud to get clicks. Uh, One of these, Aaron Rodgers can author one of NFL's best legacy-altering stories with the Jets. That is the headline. The headline. What? Aaron Rodgers can author one of NFL's best legacy-altering stories with Jets. (laughs) It's already... It's already been done. The the legacy they talk about though is the Jets legacy, not Rodgers being a Hall of Famer. Oh, I was going to say it's the Jets being the laughing stock since when did they win the Super Bowl? Nineteen seventy one. Yeah, with Joe Namath. The Rodgers story is already written. It it happened with Peyton Manning, almost to a T. Aaron Rodgers is a shoe and Hall of Famer, four time MVP, won a Super Bowl, one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever do it. The legacy is already set. It's to lift the Jets back up to prominence. What are you going to say, Rowdy? Um, well, first off, the last time the Jets won the Super Bowl, Susie Colbert was seven years old. Ooh, good thing um, Joe wasn't saying I want to kiss you then. <laughs> just had to throw that one out yeah. there. Um, but yeah, there's no way two years ago that the Packers would okay anybody talking to Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Clearly, this should tell you something. But I actually like, I like that the fact that Derek Carr is already signed. I like that now the options are pretty limited, especially if the rumors of San Francisco or Miami are true for Tom Brady that are now all of a sudden in the last 24 hours surfacing. This means that they have like Jimmy Garoppolo or maybe what if Jimmy Garoppolo goes back to San Francisco? I want all the chaos to happen because if the Jets run out of quarterbacks and it's like Carson Wentz or Marcus Mariota Mm. or Aaron Rodgers, you know what the asking price is going to be? A lot more than when all the options were open and Derek Carr was a free agent and, you know, all these other guys potentially could have been free agents. If Aaron Rodgers is the only viable option outside of these very middling quarterbacks, the Packers are going to get a lot more back than what they were originally going to get. Yeah. Here, listen to this. Uh, Here's in the article. Uh, Jets. Jets general manager decided to wait on Rodgers and to fight the Saints to the death for uh, the services of Derek Carr. Uh, whose initial visits with the team was said to be a love fest, to to end all love fests. Damn. Uh, in discussing blah, 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 uh, let's see here. Now comes the hard part, waiting for Rodgers to decide that he still wants to play. This is where it gets funny. And hoping the quarterback acts on the Packers' vibes and requests a trade. The harder part, actually, though, is convincing Rodgers that a franchise that has not advanced to a Super Bowl since Richard Nixon succeeded Lyndon Johnson as president is the best option available for him. That's funny. Hey, Rogers, uh, if you're a history buff, right? I know you beat an astronaut in Celebrity Jeopardy, so you might know this, but we haven't advanced to a Super Bowl since Richard Nixon became president, okay? Like, who writes that in an article? That's hilarious. Could Rodgers be the guy to say, I want to take the Jets back to the promised land? Is that even a sell? You want to go to New York and play for the Jets? We compared, obviously, the Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love to the Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers because it only makes sense, right? Same franchise, Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I have totally different feelings right now, though, about the two. Like, when Brett Favre went to Minnesota... I was still cheering for Brett Favre. Like, I liked Aaron Rodgers. I was a Rodgers guy when he was at Cal. I think I was the only person in the room that wanted them to draft Aaron yeah. Rodgers in that draft. 
I still was a Brett Favre guy. I wanted Brett Favre to still be the quarterback. You wouldn't go buy like a Vikings Favre jersey. No, no, though, but I was still, when they when the Vikings weren't playing the Packers, I was still rooting for Brett Favre. Oh, I rooted for Brett Favre hard when he was with the Jets, and then he went to the Vikings. I still wanted to see Brett Favre succeed, but I just hated the Vikings so much. But yeah, that's the thing. It was like, if he still would have won a Super Bowl as a Viking... Yeah, you would have caught, you you would have eaten a little bit because the Vikings won a Super Bowl, but your guy Brett Favre won the Super yeah. Bowl for Rodgers. If they do trade him to the Jets, I'm just kind of indifferent. I'm indifferent too. Like I want Rodgers to succeed, but not to the level I wanted Brett Favre to. If I identified as the state of Mississippi and Brett Favre defrauded me, I would still love Brett Favre. That's how much I like the guy. But Rodgers, I feel indifferent. But I'll actually feel pissed. I think. If Rodgers goes to the Jets and wins a Super Bowl, I'll be pissed, not at Aaron Rodgers, because I'll be indifferent about Aaron Rodgers and his, his success, just knowing you know he is probably a top 10 quarterback of all time, Hall of Famer, blah, 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 blah. I'll be pissed because the Packers got rid of him. Yeah, yeah. Benjamin, I heard you sound like it's something to tip well, your what tongue. If the, I mean, there are a lot of what-ifs. I think it's definitely harder in New York by far to win than it would be in Green Bay, given the NFC and the AFC. What if Rodgers wins one next year, but Love wins two over the next ten? I mean, well, be, then they I'd made be, the right move. Yeah, I'd be fine. I mean, a lot of what is. But how many like, quarterbacks? Good for Rodgers and then awesome for us for the Packers. How many quarterbacks have won two Super Bowls and in a ten-year span? I think it's much more likely that Rodgers goes to New York and wins a Super Bowl in the next year, or two, three years, than Jordan Love getting two Super Bowls. Sure. Our guy, J.A. Krebs, the only jersey I own is a Brett Favre Jets jersey. What? That's Krebs, you're like, you're like bleed green and gold. <laughs> Listen, when Favre went to the Jets, I wanted the Jets. So I was like, Jets, Packers, Super Bowl, let's and go. When Brett Favre went to the Vikings, I was like, this is really testing my love for Brett Favre. Still wanted to see him succeed, but wanted the Vikings to Yeah, lose. I was a big Amon Green fan. The only jersey I own is a Houston Texan Amon Green. <laughs> what? <laughs> Krebs. <laughs> hey, love it. He played for the Packers twice. Here you go. Uh, uh, once the most famous New York free agent of all, Reggie Jackson said his legacy would be significantly smaller had he not made World Series history in the big city. Then he said, quote, if Michael Jordan won four in New York rather than six in Chicago, Jordan would be bigger than he is now. They're saying Rodgers isn't, they're not asking the Jets, asking Rodgers to win four rings for the Jets. Just one will do. (laughs) Rodgers, New York. Uh, and everyone talks about like the media. Oh, the New York media is going to eat him alive. That is the lamest and dumbest and most asinine thing and take I've ever heard. Aaron Rodgers goes on the Pat McAfee show, and I know they're his buddies. That's the biggest sports show there is. Rodgers literally pours his heart and soul out to every media member that he w- will when allowed to in front of his locker room, and he's been dragged through the mud for years. Do you think going to New York is going to cause any effect to Rodgers? It's not. That's one of the dumb, most dumbass takes I've heard. Now, Vagabond Johnny messages in and says, if Eli Manning can do it, so can love. Yeah, but I would argue, look at Phillip Rivers. I think... In their primes, Philip Rivers was better than Eli Manning, but he's got no rings. Yeah. Like, just saying. Do you do, do people honestly think that a media market is going to scare Rodgers from going somewhere? Ben, do you hear that? I get calls on that every day. That's the it's that's so. Rodgers is one of the most highest profile athletes 
in America, and you think he's going to be scared because he goes to the New York Jets because of the, the, the reporters? Now, we're younger than... That's stupid. We're younger than some of the people listening to the show, clearly. And older than some. But... Everyone listens. But all we know is Brett Favre and essentially Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. The entire time I've been alive, the only thing I've ever heard about the Packers when we're comparing like an Eli Manning to a Jordan Love is the quarterback doesn't have enough help. Not that his defense is super good yeah. or he gets some crazy catch or all this crazy help that the quarterback gets. It's always the quarterback needs more help. Because the rest of the rosters have always been lesser. Uh-huh. It's never been the opposite, at least for my lifetime. Is Rogers no, I, didn't, going to, I yeah. didn't live through the 70s or the 80s, so, I mean, it could have happened there, but... Is Rogers going to New York? Is the tools there is what he needs? He's got a good defense. Hell, what the hell's his name? Mike White balled out. That's Mike White. So we had... We had a, the Jets guy for the Athletic on yesterday. Yeah. Talking about if that team would be close. The O-line isn't as good as people might realize. Like, it's a good roster. Yeah. But it's, not a ju- it's not the Tampa roster that Brady walked into. It's not at that level. No, they're so good, though. They're Yeah, they're solid. It's Are they better take, than the Packers roster? I think it's better, yeah. But, the, I mean, they're going up against the Bills twice a season, the Dolphins twice. In the AFC, they're going to have to beat Mahomes or Burrow or whoever in the playoffs. I, and like, they're still the Jets. I'm sorry, I can't get know? over. I can't get over the take I hear that the media market will eat well, him alive. Like, who gives? Do you honestly think that Aaron Rodgers cares if he's in the New York media market? No, I don't think. Who, he he literally said the other day, these reporters are dumbasses. I don't care about them. So it's, I I don't think he'll be scared of it or it'll frighten him. I think undoubtedly there's going to be more. I mean. That's the, thing I'm that's the dumbest with. part of the whole Rogers story. The media markets. Rogers up in Green Bay, him. though, he's under the largest microscope anyone could ever be under. Yeah, because like he he's the biggest person in the state by far. He goes to New York. Yes, the media market's obviously bigger, and and there's more like, over who, there. Who cares? But there are two teams in town. Yeah, there's so many other teams. Rogers is already front page news on New York publications. So, like, what does he get? I, who cares? The Jets are bad though. It's oh, going to yeah. be similar to what it's like now. Well, Packers bad right now. Well, so. just wait well, until just wait until COVID flares up uh, flares up again. Then uh, Aaron Rodgers won't even be able to eat in his own city. No, if the Jets are bad under him, then they're just not going to talk about it. I mean, look at I mean that's how it works. Yeah, it's it's when you hear people talking about the media market will scare him away or something. It's literally the most low IQ, unintelligent. Um, knuckle dragging, hairy back take I've ever heard. I mean, I do. And think it literally of, doesn't matter. I do think some of the press conference questions could be tougher, but I don't. The think guy pours his heart. In, like you, I've never heard an athlete so open and honest, and and will spend. Hell, Mike Clemens talks about how he spends twenty extra minutes letting you know how he feels and why this runs like this and this. I've never seen an athlete athlete like Aaron Rodgers take questions like he does. I don't think anything's going to scare him with some some freaking Poindexter jabroni who just got out of probably Syracuse asking him, you didn't read the defense on this one play. Do you regret throwing the ball in the double coverage? And why didn't you get the COVID vaccine? So who cares? Rogers is a jet. I'm calling it right now. I feel it. Let's go. 
Rodgers is going to be a Jet. I'm, it, it, it's happening. I can, I, I'm feeling it, and I'm not happy about it. I, there's a little piece inside you that's happy. I know there is. No, because I like when... Excited for I like, love. Also, just like Rodgers going to the Jets and love starting for the Packers is, is content gold. Oh, yeah. Trust me. It's gold. For the NFL in general, not even for us. Rowdy, Ben, is Rodgers a Jet before March 15th? I hope so. Rowdy? I think he is. Or at least like by March 16th, first day of free agency. Dude, then the Packers can sign a great backup. And then Chase Daniel is available. He's an unrestricted free agent. We've had calls of, go get Kurt Benkert back. Nick Foles. No! Marcus Mariota, things of that nature. And such. Carson Wentz. Oh, my God. Carson Wentz, back up to love. I'll actually jump from Lambeau Field's highest point then if Carson <laughs> Wentz is our quarterback. What if what we'll if tear they, the locker room apart. What if they bring in Carson Wentz just as like some, you know, decent backup signing just to make sure Love is is who they think Love is. And then turns out Jordan Love goes down mid season and, and Carson Wentz redeems himself from Philly and leads the Packers to a Super Bowl mid season. <laughs> Rowdy, then I think you wake up from your fever dream you were in. Dave Fermanona has a better chance at beating me in the drive competition than that. Well, I'm, I'm almost positive that that will happen. I, there's there's no chance. Dave beating you? Yeah, there's no chance. Or Carson Wentz leading the Packers to the promised land. Well, both. That's the point. I, I mean, he does love to hunt. Dave Fermanona has got a better chance at getting with Giselle, Tom Brady's ex-wife, than Carson Wentz leading anyone to the promised land. And he's 400 pounds and blind. I mean, she, is, she is single, though. But I, I know. That's what I'm saying. Line one, good morning. Both quarterbacks in their prime. Who are you taking, Rex Grossman or Carson Wentz? Rex, Rex Grossman. Grossman. I love Carson sexy Rex. Wentz. Carson Wentz, and this isn't Rex even Grossman. a question. His prime lasted four weeks, though. Bears got he to the Super Bowl. Rex I don't Grossman. care if it was two years or if it was ten days. I love sexy Rexy. Bernard Berryman's triple cover downfield. He's, he's getting that ball to him. Or Howdy, the I will cornerback. not stand. I will not stand for this Eli Manning hate that you are. I don't think anyone's hating. I think he's just being real. No, he said that. Uh, uh, who's the guy? Philip Rivers over Eli Manning? Yeah, Philip no Prime Philip Rivers oh, better far. than Eli Manning. Oh, and you know no, Philip Rivers Prime. Philip Rivers can Eli, score even more. He's got ten kids. Eli Manning stunk. Eli Manning. Eli, yeah. Eli Manning. Think about it, you've been dying on a lot of weird hills lately. Hey, I'm just saying, Eli Manning won a Super Bowl with the 24th ranked defense and Victor Cruz as his only viable offensive weapon. It's like something Rodgers could never do, right? So I'm second-guessing a lot of things right now. But Tra- I've been told we need a defense. Well, if Eli Manning can win a Super Bowl without a defense, how the, how the heck can Rodgers not? Vagabond, would you be telling me if, like, a Trent Dilfer-type quarterback had two or three Super Bowls that they'd be better than Aaron Rodgers? It just depends on how much weight you weight you put on a Super Bowls. I've been told that Super Bowls <laughs> matter a lot. Nick Foles has a Super Bowl. Nick Foles does have a Super Bowl, but you know he only played in the playoffs, and that roster was loaded. I just think, uh, yeah, I, I, I've been told that Super Bowls are how you measure quarterbacks for so long by so many other fan bases and Aaron Rodgers haters. Well, why are you letting why are you letting other people dictate how you live your life, Vegabon Johnny? It sounds like it's on you. Well, you know, because he's a Joe Barry fan. You got to stir the pot. You got to stir. The pot. Hey, Joe Barry led his defense to match the defense of the Kansas City Chiefs. Right? They were ranked almost identically. One had a good quarterback, though, and the other just didn't. 
<laughs> All right. I don't disagree with the latter. I mean, what it took him question? a lot of weeks said, to do it. Philip Rivers or who? Carson Wentz? He's comparing Eli. Kansas City, and then Kansas City had a better offensive line that they retooled. They have an all-world oh, tight We don't end. need to rehash. Yeah, they this. have all the veteran wide receivers that they signed. Hey, Unbelievable. I'm just saying, on the afternoon show, the, the defensive coordinator, when they were saying, oh, how do you rehire Joe Barry when you could have possibly... <clears throat> you can name the show. What show is it? The Wisco Sports Show? Yeah. Or Billy? Yeah. You can name Grant's show. We had Grant on this morning. We love Grant. Home of League of Legends. No, Grant and I vibe pretty much Do you do League of Legends? I get off work at 3.30. Do you do League of Legends with Grant? Do you, do, do you play League of Legends with Grant? No. Oh, because no, no, he, he, he came over last Tuesday, and he was talking to me about League of Legends and how he plays with his buddies. I'm like, what the hell is League of Legends? And then he like went You're on a whole rant. in the gym. We get it. We get it, Evil. You're in the gym every day. You don't have time to be... You know, clicking buttons. Well, it's like a, it's like Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings stuff, right? Like you run around and like like cast spells on like org- ogres or something. Uh, it's you know probably the most competitive video game of our time. And esports are growing, right? E- eventually, your show might have to turn into you know who's playing who in the rock. I have a PlayStation fight, Five. Right? I want to sell it. I don't ever play it. If anyone wants to buy a PlayStation there will Five, better, no, vagabond, there will never be a more competitive time than when you were in like the. Uh, boys, game battles in Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Boys, you got to go back to the start of PlayStation 2 when it was a modem, modem internet and you played SOCOM. That was where it was at. Evo, Evo, Connor Asijin, like two days ago, tweeted that he's looking to buy a PlayStation 5. All right, well, I'm going to hit him up. Because, because I'm going to charge him records, double. Because he broke records, I think you should NIL that PlayStation 5 to him. Can that work that way? Can I say, hey, I'll give you a PS5 if you do like a segment with us every day for X amount of weeks? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you can. Right? I mean, if you, the, if you get Connor okay. for interviews, you trade him a PS5. I'll message him. I'll say Also, he doesn't get taxed on PlayStation 5s. I have, I bought a PlayStation 5 when it first came out. I like, I like stiff-armed little kids to get one. I have it. I've played it like four times. I have no desire to play it ever again. So maybe I'll, I'll hit up a Siegen. You know, Ben, it, it might he might get taxed on it if it increases in value if, you know, a certain set of politicians get their way, right? <laughs> Dive right in from Eli Manning all the way to all the way to politics, well, right? No, they're all scumbags, yeah, politicians. I, I, aren't those material things just immediately depreciating as soon as you buy it? Just I like think people problem? are still killing each other to get a PlayStation 5. Listen, listen, if China takes over Taiwan and we can't create any more microchips, Every PlayStation. Oh, so I should sit on it. Value. Oh. I should sit on. You just. I'm just thinking. I, I still got a PS One and PS Two. What are those doing? I have a Sega Genesis. Yeah, What's that all? But then the market would. I, the market would be open for new microchips, so someone else would start making them. Well, you got to have the raw materials, and those pretty much only exist in Taiwan. Well, you're, you're really not selling me on giving this to Siege now, and I don't want to sit on this it. This is like the entire plot of The Departed. Yep, we've covered a lot. Vegamon, I feel like day, you're, I feel like you're Ben Affleck in this. Listen, Daredevil. That's Eli Manning can handle the New York media, Aaron Rodgers has nothing to worry about. <laughs> he can't handle the media. They have tough questions. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. The last, thing, yeah, the last thing before we let you go, Philip Rivers all day over Eli Manning. Because That's because right. you're telling me you want to wear a bolo tie, Vegamon Johnny? I, I've been desperate, boys. I have a bachelor party. I've been trying to figure out if I could get out of it this Saturday so I could take that last spot. But uh, Just say you got COVID. It's still open. Is it still open? Yeah, there's one spot left. Say you got COVID. All right. That's, we'll what every, that's how everyone right, gets boy. out of everything. Johnny, the real question you got to ask is Roethlisberger or Rodgers? 
Yeah, we can. We'll have these debates. This will be five years of summer content for the show. Hey, Vega Johnny, did uh, Ron Supper Club play last Thursday at Driftless Social, or is that coming up? We're playing next next Thursday. Oh, baby, Driftless Social, what a place! Ron Supper Club, what a band! Absolutely, we'll and, be there next Thursday. And Vega Johnny, what a caller! Much love. Later. Smooches. But yeah, once we get to the bottom of Rivers Manning, and then we get to Roethlisberger Rogers, I think our final one has got to be. Uh, Jordan or James? LeBron or Michael? MJ, duh. Come on, Randy. I'm going to use my crystal ball. Is this Terry, the king of the north? From the north side, the king of the north. My man, Terry. Terry, what's up, dude? Play the music. The conspiracy sat me in. Hang on one second. I got it. It was a conspiracy. You put me on the spot here. One second, Terry. Uh, Terry, real quick. um, I want to say that you are the man. um, And I won my bet. Okay. All right. I found it. Uh, wait, first of all, wait, first of all, like I told you off the air, um, I'm going to come into Madison either Saturday or early next week. Look, listen, you don't I have know. to do that. By the way, you already got me. You already got me a bottle. I got you 200 bucks. <laughs> I don't, I don't, no, I don't need it. No, can buy any bottle. Yeah, bull. Because I would have, I would have wrote Terry, you, Terry, when we were at Athens Bar and Grill, you bought me a bottle for no reason out of nowhere. Well, that's payment. Goofball? Huh? No, listen. The one thing I said when I made the bet, you and I both have money. I don't want money. No, no, I'm well, not either. First of all, let me let me try to educate people. First of all, Grant Bell's you idiot. <laughs> you know, I mean, you make a bet; it's ten to one odds. Well, hey, Terry, t- tell everyone what the bet is first. If, tell everyone what the bet is first if you missed it. And I hope Grant's listening. Stuff. And I and I hope you're listening, Grant Bell, because you are an idiot. <laughs> um, the bet was this. Yes. In my, I had that gut feeling the Bucks were going to win them. I don't care. You know, and I and I'll get into this in a minute. I don't care what the Bucks did previously. It was one and zero, oh, and and, and um, uh, Rowdy will confirm that. I said it's now one and zero oh when the Bucks win their next game, and the bet was you had to get rid of limousine. Yeah, I, I said I get you a limousine. I take you out to Wrigley Field. my choice. Tickets behind uh, home plate, and I'll even home get you plate. a steak dinner in the limousine. And Jen had a poor apple pie down my mouth. Yes, and she, I forgot about that part. Yes, yes. Jen didn't know and she's included in the bet, but I would have made her. Booze. Yeah. Uh, any kind you wanted. Yeah. Now, I didn't mention the 200 bucks. I wasn't going to go buy you a... No, so no, I need $200, sir. Oh, just, just, just give me a tiny little shooter of Fireball or something. Oh, ball. I'm going to get you... We're going to go out and have fun. Fireball. Yeah, so we're going to have some fun. Now, here's where everything the conspiracy set in. Right, so you play go. your music. All right. I don't know if you can hear it, but it's playing. I can hear it. Okay. <laughs> okay. So first of all, you are, and Cindy's right, you are not allowed to take off again. I had, um, it wasn't, trust not, me, I didn't no want to, it wasn't a vacation, it was a family alone. thing. There's no, no, there's no way a show, yeah, I understand that, but there's no way Rowdy can handle that show alone. You're going to have to maybe do it while you're doing your thing, you know, go live wherever well, you are. Rowdy, we're the in the game, you know, Rowdy. Now let me get into my story here. Yeah, sorry, sorry. So I call in Friday, and first of all, you're ripped by your bald-headed guy, Zach. <laughs> He rips me big time Friday, calls me an idiot. He said, Great guard never shot one free throw. Well, you know what, Zach? Great guard never shot a free throw in the Badger win the other night either, by the way. I want you to know that, Greg, or Zach. You go watch the game. At what point did Great guard, because we're talking about getting credit for a game, you can't blame Great guard because he never took a shot. But when they beat Minnesota, he never took a shot either, right? Correct. Zach? So anyway. I get up Saturday morning. I'm all fired up, waiting for the Buck game to come on. And what do I do? I, I run into a, a podcast or something of Colin Kelleher. 
Couch. He's talking to Lenny Dykstra. And Lenny Dykstra is claiming, I believe he played Philadelphia, Philadelphia Philly, if memory serves me right, guys. And he's talking about the conspiracy where he hired people to go out and um, check out umpires who bet the spread, not anything else. Like spread. check them out like they get a nice ass or something? Or? Pardon me? Nothing. No, he bet the spread on Major League Baseball games. So I'm listening to this for like about 20 minutes. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so now I go out and watch the Buck game. They're up by 18. In the fourth quarter, the last five, Giannis never gets called for traveling under a minute. And he gets, never. Never. All of a sudden, as many times as he drops his shoulder and bangs into guys, he gets hit with offensive foul. Philadelphia scores how many points in the fourth quarter? They haven't scored that many points in the fourth quarter all year. The referees were in on that, Evo. They wanted you to win that bottle of food. <laughs> the referees. Do you say the referees have mice back? That was the biggest setup in the history of American sports. <laughs> this is then what happens to me. I get up Saturday morning. I go to Athens. I love Athens. Puts her hand on my shoulder. Athens rules. Yes, and she puts her hand on my shoulder. Are you Terry? I say yes. Who are you? And trust me, this gal's better looking than that deaf girl. I told you about a few weeks ago, and she says. <laughs> Guard has lost his locker room. Guard is locked. I go, really? She says, yes. So what happens? I watch a stupid game on Sunday, and Guard has the shortest halftime ever where he's yelling and screaming at everybody. <laughs> the conspiracy is in evil. They did not want me to ride in that limousine. Well, Terry. The conspiracy you, was in. You know why I believe you about the conspiracy being in? It's, again, more evidence that everyone listens to this show. We are. Absolutely. We are. You've got, you've got people listening. To, you know, their show that that never called and everything. Terry, they we're not. We're them. not nation. We're not statewide. We're not nationwide. We're not. You know, worldwide. We are galactical, dude. We are interstellar, man. This is the greatest sports talk show. Even with Zach on there, it's the greatest. Yeah, even with that bald-headed bastard, right? Oh, you know, come rip me, buddy! That I'll get you on a great drinking contest. But Terry, that just shows you how good this show is. When is the last time Giannis has been called for five fouls in a game? When's the last time the Bucks were outscored? What Philadelphia score? 48 points Terry, in the fourth quarter. I had the limousine booked. I had everything ready to go. I was like, I want the Bucks to win 36 games in a row. I had it booked. I had everything. I was so disappointed when the Bucks lost, or uh, won, excuse me. We still can go. I'll buy it. I'll, nah, you we'll can figure it out. Still go. All right, Terry. For, now, for, and then I don't want $200 from you. shows up. This poor little girl shows up. She has a Bucks jersey on, gets a sign, pulls it off, goes down to the 76ers bench, gets a sign. She's got to be the smartest woman in the world. And she's better looking than that deaf girl you're talking about. No, I'm talking about this gal at the bucket. Oh, another, another, another woman. You know, I don't want to, I don't, I'm going to call and talk about signatures some days of being authentic or not. Yeah. You know, guys who sign things at 25 and then sign them again at 65. And the change of signatures. We know, let me ask you this real yeah, quick, sure. Bob. If you sign your name 20 times, how many times would it be the same? Uh, how about you, Nelson? You sign, it, you sign your signature 20 times. I, mean, I got a pretty, how many times would it be the same? I got a pretty similar signature. It's really sloppy. Yeah, mine's, mine's like a document. I do like one big weird-looking B and then a scribble, then a weird-looking T and a scribble. But this gal has not only got the proof of the signatures of Jersey, she got national television to prove these people signed these jerseys. Terry, I just love that everyone's like in on it. Like, it just proves to me that literally everyone listens to the show and they they have it out to you know against you. 
the conspiracy was out. And you, don't want, guys, you don't want to lie because like, they hate the Grant Cubs. Bills. They're not Cubs fans. For people who are super like Grant Bills, Grant Bills is called 10 to 1 odds. Remember hey. Matt, the, the boy from Texas who made the huge bet that won all the money on the Astros? It's called 10 to 1 odds, you idiot. <laughs> all right, so uh, before I let you go, Terry, Grant Bills is a what? An idiot. And Zach Heilprin is a what? A ball-headed, you know what, that belongs. Go get, go, go in the locker room. Go in your locker room and sit with Donald Trump, for God's sake. Well, he's he's the he hates Donald Trump, just FYI. <laughs> okay, well, maybe he shouldn't because he's as stupid as he is. <laughs> he is, he is, you know, great guard never took a shot in the Badger loss. That's got to be one of the most intelligent conversations <laughs> ever to happen on national radio. Hey, Terry, Terry, I got some really good news for you, buddy. Our sports director, Zach Heilprin's next. <laughs> Oh, good. Well, you tell him what. Give him a kiss on his forehead and say, buddy, you suck. You got it, Terry. I love you, bud. Love you, the king of the north. See you, buddy. See you. See you Saturday. Not going to (laughs) lie. The Bucks fell apart, and the Sixers totally stole a win on Saturday night. But I did chuckle when I saw that when I saw that they did beat the Bucks because it was the very first game after he made the bet, dude. I, I, okay, my weekend was so effed up and wild and crazy. It was, it was a. I won't get into details. A whole family thing that like I can't even begin to explain. But there was a moment in between a lot of heaviness that I looked at the Bucks score and saw that they lost. And a, I didn't want to see the Bucks lose, but I saw the Bucks lose, and I immediately thought of Terry, the King of the North, not in his bet where the Bucks had to win essentially thirty six game winning streak for me to buy a limousine to go down to Wrigley and home plate tickets and steak. Dinners. Speaking of Terry, speaking of our sports director Zach Heilprin, I did receive a message Saturday night around ten fifteen p.m. It says absolutely hilarious. The Bucks lose the first game after that Terry from the north side was shooting his mouth off. <laughs> that message was from Sports Director Zach Heilprin. See, I'm supposed to deliver a couple messages. Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show, if you're listening, this is not from me, it's from who just called in. Uh, you're an idiot, Grant. Was there a message to Ben, Rowdy? No, he just Ben caught some strays. Yeah, and I, I, the one I remember the most was our sports director Zach Halpern. Good morning, Zach. How are we doing? Morning. I'm doing great. Uh, let's see here. This is not me saying this. I'm just passing on the message. You bald-headed, you know what? No better than Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one I remember the most. And I said that you don't like Donald Trump. And he said, well, he might as well because he is an SOB. So, Zach, that would be Terry, the king of the north, after he lost his bet with the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, with me, for some reason, you caught a lot of strays. Any messages about the Bucks uh, and their win streak being snapped by the 76ers? And uh, maybe Terry, the king of the north. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I texted Nelson on, on Saturday night. It could not have been more hilarious. For that guy to talk so much big crap on uh, Friday morning and the next time the Bucks step on the court he looks like a complete idiot but I assume that he's used to that because almost anything that comes out of his mouth is idiotic and almost anything he says is going to happen doesn't um, and it goes right back the other way so I mean that's that's uh, it was poetic 
It was poetic. It was amazing. It was amazing. I couldn't. I could not stop laughing. Uh, seeing them blow, like I, I like the Bucks. I, oh yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to see the Bucks lose. But, but part of me did not want to pay hilarious. for that whole trip. You know? It was hilarious. <laughs> this guy thought he had a limo to a Cubs game. What an absolute fool of a bet! <laughs> and uh, I hope uh, we can share whatever bottle of liquor that you get. Well, from it's that well, it is a limo, and there was tickets behind on plate. And then it was a steak dinner as well in the limo, and then Jen, my wife, was no. supposed to pour apple pie in his mouth. I had it all set up. I had a, a, a limo rented, a big Hummer stretch limo. I had the tickets. I bet you did. I had a nice ribeye steaks coming. You know, you know, uh, from the tornado room. Jen was all set to get a bottle of apple pie. You know, now it's all for naught. But here we are. Hey, Zach, thanks <laughs> I so much. I bet you put a yeah. I thought you put a lot of time into that because you really thought it was going to happen. I, d- I mean, I spent some time in the airports, you know, on the airplanes. So I mean, you got to pass the time, right, when you're at the airport and yeah. flying or not. So, yeah. yeah. Zach, thanks for filling in on Friday. How did everything go with uh, Rowdy over here? I thought it went fantastic. I heard I heard r- r- great reviews. R- r- ranting, ranting and great reviews about how electric ranting. it was. Uh, in, a good, in a good sense. In a good sense. They, like, they wouldn't stop talking about how handsome you sounded on air and how mm. great the content was. But, Zach, yeah. he excluded all... Terry King of the North comments from that. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. I mean, yeah. But Zach, um, that yeah. should be that should be that should be every time. Just exclude anything that that loser says. <laughs> All right, <laughs> All right, Zach. Um, let's see here, losers. Uh, let's see here, something that's tough to watch, not easy to watch. Uh, the Wisconsin Badger basketball team. Uh, we were trying to think of this. When's the last time that they were like anywhere playing on a Wednesday? They've never played on the Wednesday of the Big Ten tournament. Um, the last time they played on the first day of the tournament was back in 2000. Um, they were a six seed that year. However, if you believe in this type of stuff, which you shouldn't, um, that year they went from a six seed in the Big Ten tournament to an eight seed in the NCAA tournament and then went to the Final Four. Well, so, Zach, you're talking to a guy who believes in a lot of things that a lot of people don't you. believe in. What's your, yeah. what's, your, what's your Zodiac sign? I'll give you your horoscope, too. No, right. <laughs> Zach, so this Badger team, I mean, that was the year 2000. Basketball has changed. I mean, you still put the ball in the cylinder to score points. I understand that. But the game itself is completely different. Wisconsin's a different team. Uh, looking at this matchup against Ohio State, uh, how it kind of unfolds and what you get Iowa after that, it is kind of doable for Wisconsin to maybe win a game or two. Am I wrong in thinking that? No, I like the matchup. Um, assuming you get the right Wisconsin team to show up uh, and, and the right performance from the inside, guys, because we saw against Minnesota – uh, they didn't necessarily have anybody to stop Stephen Crowell or Tyler Wall. And, um, you know, I think Ohio State does have a little bit of better presence inside, but not a ton better. And so if you can get those guys going down low, Iowa does not have anybody that's going to be able to stop Stephen Crowell. The only thing that stopped Stephen Crowell against Iowa the last time they played was foul trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I think the two these two games are good matchups. And then maybe you'll see who? Michigan State? Um, yeah. I, I, I'm not exactly sure, but either way, you get those two. If you get those two wins, you put yourself in at least a competitive spot to be uh, make the committee at least think about you significantly on uh, this weekend. But we'll see. Uh, these two games, uh, the teams that you could have played, these two teams are probably right up there in terms of um, – Things that have worked well for Wisconsin yeah. went three and zero against them this year. So I, I know each game's different, and you know it's you don't want to 
sometimes you got to know, you know, your past, look how, where you're headed, right? Wisconsin against Minnesota. I mean, Minnesota's terrible. Like, the, the, they suck. Like, they're bad. Is mm-hmm. it a win's a win? You survive in advance like you needed the win for Wisconsin? Or is it like there's more problems there, even though despite them beating the, the Gophers, who, again, I can't say this enough, completely suck? Would you rather them lose by no, two? No, I don't best want them losing. The no, I don't want them losing. No, no, like they, no, you know what I'm saying? Like they yeah. lost to the best team in the conference by two. They beat the worst team in the conference by four. I don't. I mean, it's. <laughs> I mean, at a, this point, yeah, a, a win's a win, win, right? Yeah, a yeah. win's a win. Uh, I don't. I don't think anybody should be complaining about it. Um, I'm not complaining. Point. I'm just looking at no, like no, 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 I know, yeah. but like. I, I, this isn't the time to complain about wins. However, you get them is however you get them. Um, are there problems? Yeah, I mean, of course you should. But Minnesota beat. I mean, they beat Rutgers the last time out. Probably feeling pretty good about themselves. But over the last nine minutes of the game, Wisconsin's defense stepped up. They got some good contributions from their three best players, or their I should say three of their better players, and were able to finish it out, um, which is something they haven't been able to do in games. So I think there's at least a little bit of uh, improvement there. Um, if you want to be taking the positive aspect of it, which I guess is what we're going to do because it's March and we'll see. But I mean, there's all every team in this conference has issues. It's why there's yeah, yeah. very few separating number two through number twelve. It's just that's the type of conference season it's been, and Wisconsin's been on the wrong end of it way too many times. And for the most part, it's been their own doing. All right, so uh, you know their own. Do- I mean, Rowdy tweeted it out too. It's like you know Wisconsin has too many quote good losses. It's like just imagine it's just a, a two of them are wins, and then it's a completely different looking of this question. I'm going to ask you now: March Madness, the big dance, Wisconsin. Do they win one game? They're in two games. They're in three games. Definitely. Like what? What's what are we thinking here? I feel like I mean, if they won three games, if, if they got to Saturday. I definitely think they're in. If they get to Friday, which would be two wins, as I said before, I think they put themselves in a in a good spot. Yeah. Because you'd be beating, obviously, Ohio State's not great, but they still are actually higher than Wisconsin in the net rankings. Mm-hmm. Um, but Iowa's clearly in the tournament, so you'd be beating a tournament team in Iowa. Um, if they were to get to Saturday, then you'd be beating another tournament team. If they beat two tournament teams, I think it'd be a guarantee. Um if they get to Friday, put themselves in a good spot and maybe give whoever you play a good game uh, on Friday. But um, three guaranteed, two in a solid spot. <sighs> Zach, there's this too. With the, I'm not going to ask you about hockey, but with the firing of Tony Granato, it uh, throughout this season, people would call in and be like, you know, fire guard. We got to get rid of guard, blah, 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 blah. Uh, then other people call in like, okay, but how is Tony Granato still a coach? Like that was always like the, okay, the fire guard, guard crowd would be out there, but then more people like, okay, well, Tony Granato is still a coach. Like what's really going to happen here with Gardo, yada, yada, yada. Well, the bloodthirsty mob, they got a, they got thrown, thrown a little appetizer and that was Granato being fired. The, 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 the water's been chummed a little bit right here. Um, Greg Gard and the Fire Guard crowd. Do they have anything to stand on? Like, for me personally, if Gardo has a terrible year next year, then the seat gets hot. But right now, for me, I don't. The Fire Guard crowd can go pound sand, in my opinion. What what, what are we looking at? This not the firing of Granado, but looking at Greg Gard in the future here. Well, I mean, it's, I think it's worthwhile to look at 
Tony Granado and who he was as a coach and what he did as a coach, if you want to compare the two, he won two Big Ten Coach of the Years. That's exactly what Greg Gard did. He won the Big Ten once in 2021. The biggest difference between the two is one has had multiple losing seasons. Greg Gard's never had a losing season. If you want to talk about Big Ten, he's had two losing seasons in the Big Ten. Um, but he also just won a big. He's also won two of the last three Big Ten titles. So I think you'd be looking at a bad year this year and next year, as you said, before there might be a move made. However, I have come on. I have decided to be a, <laughs> a never say never guy. Right. So uh, since Luke Fickle, after what happened with Luke Fickle, after what happened with Paul Christ, and then what, what happened with Jim Leonard. You know, Chris McIntosh is a little bit of a wild card. So you just, I'm not, I'm going to say, I'm never going to say, no, this is not going to happen. There's just no sure. chance it's ever going to happen. It just feels different because they won championships. Um, and so did Tony Granado, but he also fell off the face of the earth the last two years. Yeah. So that's, if Wisconsin basketball were to do that, then I think, yeah, the move would be made. But that's not what's happened. Uh, they are, still in contention to make the NCAA tournament. If they make the tournament, you're not going to fire a guy that made the tournament. Even though we, I think, as uh, people that have watched Wisconsin basketball for a long time, have higher expectations for the program than just making the NCAA tournament. But at the beginning of the year, if you said, uh, hey, make the NCAA tournament, that's that's a winning season, which is what I thought would be a considered would be considered a good season just based on what they were replacing. Um, if they do it, that's, I think that's kind of meeting expectations for most people coming into the year. Um, just because they got into the top 15 in the country and now since, you know, not had the greatest last two months, feels it would feel a little bit uh, knee-jerk to, to do it. But, again, never say never, I guess. Yeah, this whole Chris McIntosh thing has really made everyone kind of perk up a little bit. Like, I think anything is possible. Like, nothing is off the table. So uh, more will be revealed on that whole front. If there's worst-case scenario, if the Badgers, I don't want to you know put this energy out there, but I will. If they lose to Ohio State, would the NIT come calling and would the Badgers accept? And if you, you know, your opinion, there is yeah. any on it? Yeah. The NIT? Yeah. Yes, I think I think they would. Because Greg Gard's talked about it all year, how how young a team they have, even though, you know, I believe they have quite a few. I mean, they've got a senior, they've got a couple juniors, they've got a. I mean, it, they're a young team, relatively, I yeah. guess. Um, so, yeah, post, so postseason experience, yes, I think they would take it. Hmm. All right, Zach, before I let you go, again, thank you again for Friday and uh, taking handles uh, some stuff over the weekend for me. I do appreciate that big time. Before I let you go, Zach, I had a wonderful time on Kenny and Heilprin Thursday night live at Monks and Sun Prairie. I know Benjamin is back, but uh, part of him, a piece of him has died a little bit as this golf clubs are on the tarmac aware, Rowdy, and... Charlotte. Yeah. So his his golf clubs, not that he really needs them or not. Last time I golfed with him, he would have been fine with using like a log he found out in the woods. Ooh. But <laughs> Zach, Aaron Rodgers meeting with the Jets. Is he gone? Is Rodgers going to the J E T S Jets, Jets, Jets? We can all hope. <laughs> not me. I want him back. No, you don't. Rah, number twelve, Rodgers. No, you're done. But, now the only reason you want him back is because it would go it, yeah, because everyone, all the haters, as you would call them, would be and losers furious if he was back. So I need Rogers uh, that, back, like that, I need oxygen. That's literally the only reason that you want him back, because you'd love 
love that type of interaction with people and you love calling people out for it. So yeah, that's, uh, that's the only reason I think you want him back, but either way, whether he's back, whether he's back or whether he's in New York or whether he's in a hole somewhere, like just chilling, um, just get this done with. How do you think the Mike, how do you think the Mike McCarthy fan club started Zach? <laughs> I know exactly how it started. <laughs> hey, Zach, I love you, brother. Thanks again for everything you did over the weekend on Friday. You the man. Much love. All right, guys. Hey, and go number 12. We love you, Rogers.